Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 62 of Process to Profitability. Today, I am talking about my top three strategies for designing a website that fits your brand. If you've tuned into the last two solo episodes, I have talked about getting to the heart of your brand and how I design strategic websites. And so I wanted to make that really actionable for you guys today by sharing the top three strategies that I use for designing a website that fits your brand and giving you some action steps that you can really use on your own website. So let's start with that first strategy. That is start with a strong foundation. You need to know your why, your vision, your mission, and your values before you dig into anything else. I've talked about this a lot in episode 60, where I am sharing how you can get to the heart of your brand and why that's important. And before we dig into this episode, I wanted to go over that again really quickly, just so that you can reference it, but you can always find this information in the show notes for that episode. So the heart of your brand matters. Developing this strong foundation matters because it is what gives the purpose and passion behind your business and helps you to focus on identifying everything that's to come. When you know what drives you and your business, you can create a website strategy that will help you reach your business goals because it's all in line with what really matters to you. And when you do this work, you'll walk away feeling equipped and confident in your ability to better grasp the heart behind your brand and to do business in a way that enables you to focus on what truly matters. You can worry less about how your website is perceived by everybody on the internet and spend more time confidently sharing what you do because you are really strong in that foundation. Not only does it help you share your mission and what you do, but it helps you to design a website that is built on those things. If you want more information about this, make sure you check out episode 60 where I'm talking more about it and giving you some questions to ask. The second part of that strong foundation, though, is really important, and it's something that we've mentioned on the show before, but we haven't dug into, and that is knowing your dream clients inside and out. Having a clear understanding of your dream clients will enable you to design every touchpoint of your business, including your website, to be succinct and effective, especially what we are crafting together. You want to describe your dream client. Think of the kind of client who enables you to create your best work, who gives you total creative freedom, or who just gets what your brand stands for and resonates with it. Who do you want to be working with on a regular basis? You need to go deep into this profile. Give this person a name, an identity, a way of life. You may have done some of these exercises before. I know that I have. But every time I sit down and do this work, it helps me really dig into this person more and get to know them. And if I can keep that one person that I'm talking to front of mind, then I can design for that person and it helps so much. You want to dig into their demographics. That's, you know, how old they are, where they live, how much they make, the facts about them. But you also need to get into the psychographics, the things that really make them tick. These are some questions that you can ask as you are trying to figure out what it is that 
drives your clients and how you can reach them. So number one, what are their hopes, dreams, or big goals? When you know what your clients are trying to achieve, then you can share your message with them because you're going to come alongside them and help them to that. So the second question is how can your brand help them reach those big dreams or goals? That's what you wanna communicate with them. The third one is one that I love. Do they prioritize price, quality, or ease? If you can figure out the answer to this question, then it really helps you to package your services and sell things to them in a way that resonates with what it is that they value. And you won't be focusing on something that they don't think is as important. The fourth is what are three brands they love and why do they love those brands? Not only is it important to know what brands they love, but what is the reason behind it? Your goal here is not to copy what those brands are doing exactly, but to figure out if there is a common thread between them that your clients really resonate with. Number five is how do you want your dream client to feel when they work with you? Not just what do they get, not what do they walk away from, what are the deliverables, but how do they feel as they work with you on this project? Six, what is your dream client struggling with? Where do they need help? This is how you can figure out what their pain points are. And number seven, how does your work fit into that struggle and provide value or offer relief? That is where you can talk about knowing their pain points and having a solution that can really help them to get out of the rut that they're in or get past the struggle that they're going through. You can come alongside them because you are an expert in what you do and you can show them that you offer the transformation that they're looking for. This foundation is what is going to help your website start off strong, not just in the design where it looks pretty or it fits the feeling that your clients want to have when they land on your website, but in the content that you're sharing and the heart behind what you're doing. You can use the mission and vision and values that you've crafted to actually inform what you're writing and who you're talking to. So make sure you start with this strong foundation. That is the most important step. And while it isn't you know, very glamorous because it doesn't go on your website and it doesn't help your website get made, it helps your website to be what it needs to be in order to convert and to support your business. I always start with this foundation with my clients and over time, the questions that I've asked have evolved, but I think that asking the questions is so important because it helps me to understand who it is that they're targeting and it helps them to really have to ask those questions and dig into the hard things that are going to make the website work past just right now. My second strategy is to set goals and find a focus. Before you start the design process, it is important to have a bigger goal for your website. This goal should support your business goals and it will help you design in a way that helps your business to grow. If you're not sure what your goals are, you can ask yourself, if your website could do just one thing, what would it be? What steps do your dream clients need to take in order to take action? And if you're still stuck working backwards, what is the first step someone should take on your website? When you know this, when you know what you want your clients to do and how they need to move through your website, then you can design it so that from the very beginning, it has a purpose and it has a strategy. Some of the most popular goals creative small businesses set for their websites are growing an email list, sharing content and educating their audiences, 
booking consult calls with dream clients, or selling a certain product or a course. And each of these affects the way that you design differently. For example, if your goal is to grow your email list, you're not necessarily trying to get people to purchase something on your website or to sign up for a service right now, but you want them on an email list so that you can nurture them down the road, then your website is going to be designed to make the most of the opt-ins and freebies that they're going to get. You want to make sure then that you have an opt-in on your homepage, that you're taking advantage of any pop-ups that you use or announcement bars to share that information, that you're adding calls to action to the end of your blog posts with relevant freebies. You want the goal, growing an email list, to be the thing that drives how you design and how people move through your website. If your goal instead is to get people to apply to work with you or to fill out a contact form, you're going to do things a little bit differently. Yeah, you might still have an opt-in here or there, but the big push is going to be getting people to the point where they understand your service and your value and your portfolio enough to reach out and contact you to schedule a call or fill out an application. That means that you need to give them the information about how you can help them and the transformation that you bring. You need to share things is in a portfolio or case study list so that they can see themselves and really how it is that you have helped other people. You can use all of these pages on any website, but which ones you're going to focus on and how you're going to lay it out varies depending on what your goals are. When was the last time you checked to make sure your website was healthy? The only way to know if your website is serving your business and working correctly is to make maintenance a regular part of your to-do list. I've created a maintenance guide at lemonandthesea.com maintenance that will help you get a picture of how your website is performing, what's working and what isn't, and the things you can work on improving so that you can continue to show off your expertise and bring in more dream clients. Inside, you'll learn why website maintenance isn't something to put off until next week, 15 tasks you should be doing on a regular basis to maintain your website, and the tasks you need to do weekly, monthly, quarterly, and yearly. Get the guide at lemonandthesea.com maintenance. I always recommend choosing three goals. The first is the big goal. If you had your ideal world, every person that landed on your website that was a dream client would do this. For me, this would be getting in touch with me to work together because I would love to have more clients on the books. But for some people, it isn't that. It's buying a course or getting on your email list. The second goal is kind of what do you want somebody to do if they're not ready for that first thing, but you want them to keep coming back. So how do you get them moving further in the process when they're not ready yet to invest with you? And the third goal here is what is it that they should do as a minimum? What is it that you want them to do if they don't do anything else? And for me, that would be to sign up for my email list. It's not the most important thing because I like having a smaller list where I can really connect with people and have time to grow. But if I can get people on my email list, then I can nurture them later. And that might be the case for your business. When you set these goals, it allows you to really focus in on what your website needs to be accomplishing. It also helps you to figure out the functionality that you need. If your goal is to sell a product, you know you need some way to sell it, to collect money, to figure out your inventory. It's important that the platform that you choose supports that. 
These goals also help you figure out which metrics you want to take a look at as you grow. And so as your website is live and it's working and people are coming to visit it, these goals will tell you what numbers you need to be looking at to see if you are actually getting there. If you don't have goals, you're probably going to be stuck in just looking at numbers that don't matter because you're not sure what you want people to do. And when you don't know what people should do on your website, it's hard to create that journey for them. It's hard to figure out how to move them through your website because you don't know what you want them to do. And then they're not going to know what to do. You want to make it as easy as possible for them to get to that end goal that you have for them. Of course, you are giving them content along the way and you're helping them out. That's how they get them to move forward. But if you can do some directing here, then you are creating a strategic website that people are going to come back to because they know that they can trust you to give them what they need. My third strategy is to push the limits. I love beautiful design. And I think that there are so many beautiful websites out there, but I don't want you to stick with what everyone else in your industry is doing or the templates that you have seen work just because it seems like the thing to do. When you are designing your website, start with those goals and choose the functionality that you need. You might not need certain things on your website. And so that would determine the platform that you can choose, but don't let the platform limit what you can do. I always recommend brainstorming on paper first, whether that is sketching out how certain widgets or sections of your website work, or if you're laying out the whole website on paper. If you brainstorm on paper first, you're not going to feel locked in to the way that a template works. I used this idea in architecture school way back when, because once you get on the computer, it just feels more permanent and you feel like you have to work within the limits of the program. But programs are flexible. Website platforms are flexible. If you know what you want it to look like, you can usually make that happen. But if you start on the platform itself, you might feel like you're limited to the ideas that they show you or that everyone else is using. So get out a piece of paper, sketch things out, write things out, make notes, go a little bit crazy. You can always refine from there, but if you can get some really unique things down on paper, it's a great way to set yourself apart from other people. You can also draw inspiration from other sources. So we all tend to look at websites within our own industry or our niche when we are looking at how do I want to lay out my own website? And that makes sense to a point. You know, there are standards for what people look for in websites. They want the menu to be in the same place because it makes sense. But we don't have to feel like we're limited to just the people in the creative industry. You can draw inspiration from magazines, from books, from presentations, or websites that are outside of the creative industry. It's not about copying the way that they lay things out exactly, but figuring out what it is that draws you into those inspiration sources. Maybe it's the clean design or the pops of bright color. Maybe it's the fact that they are being more interactive than most websites. There are different things that work for each of us. And so when you can brainstorm and draw inspiration outside of what everyone else is doing on your websites, then you can take advantage of creating something that other people haven't seen. And finally, if you like what somebody else is doing on their website, figure out why it works and then apply the reason to your own website without copying the design. 
I have seen many times when somebody will share with me a website that they like and they want to copy it exactly because they think that's the way to get the look that they want, but it's not. If they can tell you what it is about that website that they like, then you can figure out how to apply it in a unique way that fits their business and their brand. And that applies if you're designing your own website too. If you're always drawn to websites that look a certain way, maybe figure out what it is about that look that draws you in and figure out how you can apply that to your website in a unique way. But remember, it's not just about what you like in a website. You wanna go back to that foundation. Think about what your dream clients like. If your dream clients want bright colors and interactive design, but it's not your favorite, then you have to decide whose side are you going to follow. I really like to find a balance between both because I want you to like your website. You're not going to show it off and promote it to people if you don't like it. But if it doesn't speak to the dream clients that you want, they're not going to find it interesting and take those next steps. So it's always a balancing act. But no matter what you do, I want you to try to push the limits of design. Even if you come up with some crazy out of the box idea that isn't going to work on your platform, that's okay because you can take that idea and really refine it down, figure out the heart behind it and why you think it would work and then see if you can get it to implement the way you want. When you do this, when you think outside the box, you're a lot more likely to come up with innovative solutions. I know that for a recent client of mine, we wanted to show off certain coffee drinks that they were offering. And my first instinct was to either list them out or go with a slideshow, but they thought that, that wasn't interactive enough. It wasn't unique enough. So she showed me a couple of examples on other people's websites. And while we didn't copy them exactly, I was able to see the kind of functionality she wanted, how she wanted it to work. And then even though I wasn't sure it was going to work on the Squarespace platform, I was able to do some searching and some playing around and some custom coding to actually get it to work. I would never have thought of that solution and I would have never have pushed myself to figure that out if she hadn't asked for it, if she hadn't asked for something other than my first instinct. And that's why I love designing with my clients is because they can push me. If you're not working with a designer and you want somebody to help you push the limits of your website, get into a small group or ask a couple of your trusted peers to just review things with you, to help you brainstorm ideas that are a little bit different, and then to see if they work and make sense. We all sometimes need the extra push of a second person's eyes on things because when we're designing it ourselves, we tend to think that our ideas are good enough, but I don't want you to settle for good enough. I want you to get your website out there. Yes, don't wait for it to be perfect, but do try to push the limits a little bit. Think outside of the box of what everybody else is doing and make something that works for your brand and your dream clients and builds on the foundation that you have created for your business. So those are my three strategies for designing a website that fits your brand. Start with a strong foundation, set goals and find a focus, and then push the limits. If these sound good and you feel like your website is struggling with this, or if you are redesigning your website and want to really design a website that fits your brand, how many times did I say website there? Here are some action steps. Number one is create a dream client profile, including demographics and psychographics. So what is it that they are doing in their life? What are their facts? And then what is their mindset? What are they struggling with? What do they love? What do they value? 
Number two is to write down the three biggest goals you have for your website. And number three is to start a Pinterest board with inspiration from other websites and other sources. Even if you're not currently designing or redesigning a website, having this inspiration all in one place will help you down the road because you won't have to go searching for it and feel rushed and hassled when you do need it. If you start today, it'll start giving you ideas and just playing around in the back of your mind as you move forward in your business. If you liked this episode, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes or take a screenshot and share it on Instagram so that other people can find the show and start to create websites that reflect the heart of their brand and really help to grow their business. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.